Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Thursday edition of The Drive. Cloudy right now. Let's hope the rain just doesn't uh, wash out baseball. We may get some rain at some point um, sometime this evening, but hopefully baseball will be able to get underway. Uh, we, we'll let you know how how you, you may be able to watch some of the baseball this weekend shortly. But welcome in, everybody, to the Thursday Drive. It's Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson back with us two straight Thursdays. Yeah. How are you doing? Well, we'll be back next Thursday, so okay. we'll be going back and forth for a little while. Well, here let's see the next. Ooh, so so you'll be here next Friday. Uh, I can be. That would be good. That would be good because that's the start of uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yes, right. And you and you had aims of maybe taking a day or two. Maybe, yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, so okay. Well, we, hey, how about we work things out like that here on the air? Uh, but, but yeah, we will see. But anyway, yeah, Justin with us here on the Thursday Drive. Drew at the controls as we get underway with our number one, which is brought to you as usual by the good folks at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And they're also the sponsor of our hotline. And that, uh, that phone number is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the drive text box, presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, which is available however you listen to podcasts. So we'd love for you to join in. Uh, again, we're, we're pleased to have Justin with us. Justin was... Uh, you were in Lagrange yesterday, right? Yeah, pretty. pretty you've been, you've uh, been pretty following. You've been following the the uh, coaches around. Yep. And I mean, so it, it's it's been a while since I've been able to be there with the guys, and and uh, some some juicy little tidbits popping up uh, here over the last week or so. Yeah, all three uh, all three guys that that have been out on the ambush tour uh, speaking uh, with us uh, with the media beforehand. Uh, Hugh Freeze, Bruce Pearl, and, and John Cohen. All three of them had had interesting stuff to say yesterday, and of course, Bruce uh, at Lake Martin earlier this week mm-hmm. uh, with his uh, charity golf uh, classic that they do every year, and got a lot of stuff from that as well. So it's a great time of year because you know with the transfer portal and all that, not you know every there's always something going on, and the off season. Uh, is a lot more exciting than it used to be. Oh. But, all, but also, I mean, there's just a lot of just good, like, looking ahead stuff mm-hmm. uh, to, to the future. And then, uh, you know, the big, big, even some big picture things with uh, with John Cohen talking about things like the Under Armour contract right. and facilities. It's, there's a whole lot of stuff here. Yeah, there, re- there really is. I mean, usually this time of year from this point until SEC media day, so like a two-month period, it's like, please, maybe there'd be something to talk mm-hmm. about. Right. And you go and you'd, and you'd hear the coaches, uh, talking about getting, you know, the team coming back and, mm-hmm. and what they're looking forward to doing over the summer and things like that. But hey, right now, you've got both those squads, both Hugh Freeze and Bruce Pearl, still building their mm-hmm. rosters for the, uh, for the upcoming year. Yeah. They're both still heavily recruiting transfers. I mean, you had one. 
on campus yesterday for football. You had one on campus for basketball as well, who might end up being the new go-to guy for mm-hmm. Auburn on the wing. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's it is definitely like we don't know what the roster is going to look like. Uh, school started back this week. Practices are going to start. Uh, and, and like you know, practices for basketball, and then like you know the 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 football stuff for the football team, um, not official on field practices. That'll be you know coming up after uh, after Memorial, uh, Memorial Day. Day. Yep. So I mean, all of it, all of it is rolling in here next week, and it's or in the next couple of weeks, and so um, they've still got some they've still got some sealing up to do on the rosters on on both sides, and uh, it's it'll be really interesting to see how they how they round everything out. It is crazy, um, you know, just. When, I, when I've been talking with folks, been on a couple of shows and things like that, it's it's crazy that there there's more concern, I would say, from the Auburn fan base about the basketball roster right mm-hmm. now than there yeah. is the football roster. Yeah, yeah, the football roster's flipped kind of completely, and obviously you have more room for that. But I, I think the timeline just with basketball and 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 the draft and the windows and stuff like that, it's all it's all really complicated, and I think it's kind of been. It's kind of been kind of frustrating for for Auburn um, and the coaching staff just to have to deal with all this and like try to sort it out. Like for a guy like for a guy like Jani Broom, you obviously are really excited uh, for him. Um, Man, he keeps playing. He's playing really, so well. really well. Um, but you know that's another thing that until he makes a decision to come back or not, you still got to figure out. You know, got to have plans for that. And then your wing, you know, your wing situation. I mean, the last couple of weeks it's been all Tyron Lawrence and Julian Phillips. Well, looks like Julian Phillips is probably going to end up staying in the draft. Tyron Lawrence could go back to Vanderbilt. There's going to be plenty of other places that are after him. Uh, and He's, then, he apparently <clears throat> is in no hurry right now to be concerned with uh, with college. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, if you feel like you're, I mean, you don't have to pull out of the draft if you want to come back until May 31st. So you still got some time. It's a sign of the times too, because if you think about Auburn's wing situation, not all that long ago, Chance Westry was the heir apparent to Alan Flanagan. And yeah. He was the guy that was going to step in. And in a in a recent era that isn't here anymore, a player like Chance Westry would have stuck around for a couple of years because if he transferred anywhere else, he would have lost a year of eligibility. But now that players have free movement and guys can... He would re- have had to sit out. He yeah. would have had to sit out. But but you, you rarely saw... Undergraduate transfer... I mean, it happened. Davian Mitchell uh, did it at, a, at, uh, at Baylor. He left Auburn, sat out a year, and then, and then started. So we, we saw guys do it, but it was uh, certainly allowing players immediate eligibility. And, and I'm for it, but it has increased the amount of turnover, and it has forced coaches to they have to abandon their plans because I'm sure Bruce Pearl had one idea for what the wing was going to look like in 2023-2024, and... And we'll I, start yeah. over. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think yeah. we're on plan B anymore uh, no, either. No, like, I think, we may be to E. Yeah, we're well or, or beyond. Well down the alphabet. So it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's, I, I'm, of course, my, uh, you, you get my, you get my alarm bells going when you tell me that Auburn's recruiting somebody from Northwest Florida State in Niceville, Florida. And it sounds like that could be part of the solution at the wing. There were reports, I, I think it was, just it was it was Jason Caldwell, right? Who had mm-hmm. uh, Chad Baker Mazzara was was on a visit. Yeah, uh, it was on a visit yesterday, yeah. uh, and, and and I believe Jason had a story about it today as well. Um, really interesting uh, fit, I think. If you're if you're looking for Auburn, you know he can shoot it, dude. Can he can shoot it? And I think if we go back to the beginning of the off season 
for Auburn, what was the one thing Auburn fans wanted more than anything else? Is they wanted some dudes oh, who they could shoot it, guys that could shoot. And this the guy right here doesn't have the SEC experience, um, you know, like a Tyron Lawrence or Julian Phillips didn't have it. To, you know, the rebounding or the defense right off the bat of a Matthew Cleveland, but that dude could shoot. He was a great six man at San Diego State with oh, Mountain, yeah. Mountain West Six Man of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a great job shooting the ball at both Duquesne and at uh, yeah. At he's the like a forty percent career three point shooter. The cons- my concern there is how good of a fit is he with what Bruce has always relied so much on, and that's defense. Yeah, that's that would be the question. You know, that would be the question if if he would. Not, and I, I can't say that I know a ton about his defensive ability, um, but I do know that he shoots uh, really, really well. I think size wise, he fits in with oh, what yeah, you would six, want. Seven. Yeah, he, size wise, he fits in with what you would want. Um, if he can rebound and defend like Auburn has wanted their wings to do really during the Pearl era and then give you and be a plus shooter uh, from beyond the arc, um, I think that would be it would be a great, great fit. Like obviously, like we were talking about Matthew Cleveland, a guy like Julian Phillips, potentially or, uh, or Tyron Lawrence. You can see why those guys, Jalen Tyson, you can see why those guys were kind of ahead of the head in line. Um, but. You know, if you have a situation now where you're getting down to, hey, we need somebody, and you know, times times running low, um, there's still really good players out there. And Bruce said earlier in the week, you know, he still had three or four wings that they were in contact with. A lot of people knew about Tyron Lawrence. Obviously, they had the potential of Phillips. This is a guy that obviously is 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 has been on Auburn's radar, and they and they pushed hard enough to to get him to come on campus here this week. Needing a wing or even a point guard at this stage isn't necessarily something you should panic over because there are so many options in the portal with experience. I mean, not not I don't want to say there's an unlimited number or anything like that, but there's if, some if good player stuff. Yeah, I mean there there are big time programs who feel like they're going to get. A, a quality wing or a quality guard. Well, if you want a point guard, a new one came back up yesterday. <laughs> uh, I'll be interested to see where Caleb Love goes because of uh, he wasn't. Sounds like he wasn't able to qualify at um, Michigan. Michigan with his transfer credits. Uh, yeah, North Carolina. And, and I know one of the one of the services has him as the best player in the portal now, now that he has re-entered it. Uh, the, the North Carolina player who had that great 2022 NCAA tournament run all, all the way to the championship. Uh, but it's it's a different story. If you suddenly need rim protection at this stage in uh, in, in major college basketball, because the, there don't seem to be as many options available in the portal if you need a center or a power forward to play heavy minutes. And I guess that brings us to Jani Broom, who's yeah. having a sensational week for himself improving his draft status and his resume for a potential professional career. But with that also comes the increased chance that he might not be playing for Auburn next year. Yeah, I I still would be surprised if Bruin wasn't playing for Auburn next year. Uh, It is, as as Bruce said earlier this week, it is really hard for a guy to go from the G League camp to drafted. And Auburn's stances continue to be, Hey, if you're not going to be a first rounder, come on back and we can, we can help you. Um, And I don't think, uh, but Janai Broom is going to be a first rounder. I think even though he's played well recently, I think, you know, it wouldn't be a guarantee by any means if he would be a second rounder. And obviously second round, you don't get guaranteed contracts. It's two way deals, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, there's a couple things like uh, Janai has played really, really well, but there's two things to keep in mind. Number one, a lot of those dudes at the combine didn't scrimmage. A lot of guys pulled out. A lot of guys opted out. So it wasn't like 
you know, Janai putting up that twenty and eight, it's great. He played really, really well, and he should be be proud of it. And to get 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 to that point, and uh, he's obviously showcasing something. But it's not like he's going up against lottery talents in this in this event. No, like the, the the thing you worry about though is that he's that the birdies get in his ears and uh, talk. And to I don't him know about, what his motivation. Yeah, are. and, and you don't yeah. know how you know how how badly he may need to go ahead and and be making. More than he could get nil wise. Yeah, and and I I would think that second round, two way contract, non guaranteed stuff. It's just I feel like I feel like nil can can make up for that. It's just a matter of if you want to go ahead and play professionally or not. The second thing to keep in mind as well is that the thing with Janai Broom is especially in the first round, the NBA loves youth and athleticism more than anything else. And Janai Broom is a great center and a great college basketball player. He is not an elite athlete. His testing numbers aren't elite, and he's not young. He's played he's played three years of college ball. So he doesn't grade out as somebody, as you would say, oh, a team will use a first-round pick on him. If you look at te- guys that are very similar to him, similar numbers, similar sizes, most of them are second-round and undrafted guys. And it's just going to come down to... Is it you know can can he get there by coming back right and and is and is it worth it for him to come back yeah like you know I just, mean is is his stock maybe about as high as it's going to be or does if he it, or does is, he think or does he think hey you know what I'm I'm done with school and I want to and yeah. I want to go on and, and and just focus on basketball that is you know obviously that's I, all Jared up to Harper him. Jared Harper yep. is a great example of this because like yeah. Jared Harper. His stock was never going to get get higher than being the starting point guard on a team that went to the Final Four, especially when you're we're as short as, mm-hmm. as as Jared was. And Jared doesn't get drafted, but he sticks in the league for a little while. G League gets some gets a couple of couple of shots on, on a big roster, and then when he tapped out all those resources, he went overseas. He's playing in Spain. He's doing really really well in, a, in the second best league in the world. So that I mean. You just got to know what your motivations right. are at that point, and we don't know. Yeah, you because, can't just assume that. Well, he's not going to be a first round pick, so he's definitely coming back. You, I mean, for look, for Auburn for Auburn's sake, you hope so. Look, Wendell Green Jr. is going going pro uh, by all indications, and in the portal or anything like that. He's not going to be a first round pick. Nope. But he's going pro, and like different guys have different different motivations, and and like you said, you might feel like you've kind of tapped tapped out at this point. But to Dan's point, uh Auburn basketball without Janai Broom and you've really got to you've you gotta, really got to scramble. Yeah. That's when, you know, you've got uh got the kid from uh, Kansas who who everybody you know, everybody I mean, I mean, I'm seeing Gonzaga, most people are projecting him to Duke. He's going to visit Kansas State and TCU and I mean, everybody's That's when like in a situation him. like that, you could just turn around and jump ahead towards the front of the line and say, "Hey, you could start right, right here, right now. Like, come on, come on down. But you know, hopefully for Auburn's sake, it doesn't get to that point. Um, but it is something that until, like Dan said, like until there is a decision made, you can't, you can't, like, you can't bank on one thing or another, right? And so, um, but great for Janai. I mean, he's he's a he's an All SEC center. He's a really good college basketball player. I don't think he's a perfect NBA draft prospect by any means. But um, he's impressed a lot of folks, and uh, that that's great. And I think even if he comes back to Auburn next year, what he's done this past week is going to help him be a better basketball player for sure because now he's gotten that feedback and has proven that he can do it at the, at this level. And that's that's a, that's a really cool thing to see for, from a guy who, you know, worked his way up. You know, he was not a big-name recruit coming out of high school. He had to get his start at Moorhead State. 
Now, now he's an all SEC center and and mm-hmm. and you know playing on on one of the biggest stages you can get in the, in the in as an amateur. So, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer with us here on the Thursday drive. We'd love for you to join in three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We'll get to our first break. So come on. Now more of the drive. The drive. With Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Thursday afternoon. My head, my headset just went out. We got one of those adapters somewhere. Uh, I can, I can, if I sit here and and does does that one work over there without the adapter? Mm-hmm. This one here, you have to sit and like push down. Yeah. Yours, yours working all right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm good, good. good. I'm, mine's back now. Uh, yeah, we got you know we uh, we'll get too technical. We don't have the go from the mini plug to the quarter inch. Works yeah, where's back. Ken? Get, yeah, get Ken over here. That's right. He could get that figured. Terry's our guy, though. 334-321-1390. Love for you to join in. Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer here with us. Justin, talk about, I mean, as you said, there's been a lot going on. Yeah. What, goodness, speak of the devil. Wow. I mentioned Terry Harper, and he walks in the door. Now, him. that is a great engineer that, I mean, I did not know he was anywhere around. I wow. said, Terry's our guy. I heard Bill and struggling. Not, not 15 seconds later, he walks in the door. That's unbelievable. Batman unbelievable. doesn't respond that quickly. No that kidding. Was, that was remarkable stuff. He's Terry. always listening to all of his stations. Where is wow. she? Anyway, like I was saying, I mean, there's been so much going on. I'm no. sure it hasn't been difficult to provide plenty of content there at the Observer. Yeah, so last night uh, we talked to Hugh Freeze and Bruce Pearl and John Cohen. I put up about it was a little over 1,500 words of just a notebook of just everything we heard from from them. Um, and there's a lot of stuff there. Uh, just for our subscribers, you can check that out. I did a film room this week on Caleb Burton uh, and just kind of what he's bringing to the table, just the upside there with him. Had a podcast today with, with Dan and, and Painter where we talked a lot about what's going on this week. Um, what else? I, I think I, just else. You know what? I, I think a five-bagger of a of a – podcast that we did last night. Five so I think bagger. That, that's right. Five bags of popcorn. Highest, oh, okay. I didn't know. Highest, it's like, you know, I, I hear baseball terms, yeah. you know, the, the two highest, bagger, three bagger, but I, you can't I, have I, a five bagger. Five bags of popcorn, Bill, the highest review you can get. So it's, it's uh, I, th- I thought it was one of the better ones we've who, done. Who gets bags of popcorn? Uh, this, this is you don't get take, buckets? You don't gonna, get buckets? It's going to take a long... It's gonna, that is a good point. You're right. It should be buckets popcorn. Yeah, yeah. We, we know uh, we, we got somebody we can talk to about that. But Okay. But, yeah, and then... There's a lot of basketball stuff this week as well from Bruce uh, at Lake Martin talking about Janai Broom and uh, the wing recruiting situation. Uh, also, uh, Aiden Holloway uh, and, so, and some interesting stuff there. Um, and uh, have a mailbag out tomorrow. A lot of a lot of stuff in the mailbag tomorrow about the quarterbacks, the passing game for Auburn too. Um, kind of digging deep in the, with with Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford. So you can check that out. AuburnObserver.com. Sign up. It's $6 a month or $60 a year to get a subscription, and everything we do, all of our podcasts, all of our newsletters on Auburn football and men's basketball gets sent straight to your inbox most weekday mornings at 6 a.m. Central. Do you get the sense that there's a pretty vocal segment of the fan base rooting for Robbie to hold off the you know, the, the new arrival uh, and, 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 keep, and keep the job, or do you think it's just folks want to see production and it doesn't really matter 
who's, who's I think playing it's more quarterback the latter. as long as you. I think it's more of the latter. I think I mean, there I think there are some people who would love to see Robbie Ashford. Like they see the potential with Robbie. Mm-hmm. They see a guy who ran the ball as well as he did last season and think, man, if he's in a better fit with better coaches and and you know a system that fits him, you can see the potential. Um, but I, I think there's a lot of people who are excited about Peyton Thorne, and I think they should be as well because uh, the, of the numbers he had at Michigan State and kind of what he is capable of when things are clicking. And I think Auburn can kind of provide a lot of that with with the way he uh, with the way way he throws the ball. Um, you know, especially when when the running game's going. What do you think? Uh, lo- love to get your thoughts and your analysis of the. Uh, uh, the last two pickups, the teammates yeah. from uh, North Texas. Well, Jair Shorter, as I as I was talking with you about this last night, um, brought it up when, uh, during our interview. Um, Jair Shorter almost every, uh, almost half of his uh, catches last year went for touchdowns, mm-hmm. which you'll take that. Um, when he's been healthy, he has been one of the best big play receivers in the country. Now that's only been two years where he's been fully healthy, uh, but Jair Shorter. Good size, good length, and uh, obviously can take the top off of a defense. Uh, we talked about it on the podcast yesterday. Only 18 players in college football last season that had four 50-yard catches, and only seven of those had um, seven or eight 40-yard catches. So in Jair Shorter, and he did that in 23 receptions. Yeah, so not a, not a guy that has gotten a ton of volume in his career, but. Um, definitely a dude that when he's on the field, you have to be worried if you're the defense that he can take the top off and, and, and score. He's a really good pickup. Um, gives you size and length on the outside. Hugh said it last night when, when I asked him about him. He said they felt like at the outside position, they didn't have that kind of home run threat. Um, or they haven't developed that home run threat yet. You, you look at it recently for Auburn, their best deep ball player has been Javarius Johnson right. the last couple of years. Slot guy. So, guy. so do you look at him? I mean, when, when I was, Adjusting my depth chart, I, I had him on the side opposite Camden Brown. Yes. Okay, because I've seen a lot of people going, well, you got to put him there at the same spot. And I'm thinking, nah. Uh, nah. See, I'm they, thinking, they, they, need, they need somebody that's a, that's a threat to stretch. And, and, I, I, I think noticed, he's a good flanker type with, with, some good, with some good length. Yeah, I noticed this on the podcast uh, yesterday is that I, I'm thinking Mardner and Camden Brown yes, are in the same that's spot. The same that's spot, that's where I've got him. And then, so, so it's almost like you've got... If your top three, I would put Jair Shorter and Coy Moore the exactly. Same kind of if you're, if you're that's top where, three, that's where I've got them. If your top three receivers coming out of the spring were Nick Mar, no, no. If your top three receivers coming out of the spring were Camden Brown, Javarius Johnson, and Coy Moore, the three new arrivals at wide receiver, Nick Mardner, Caleb Burton, and Jair Shorter are they're they're similar in profile to those three. To, to those three top options from from last mm-hmm. year, it's, it's almost as though I mean, yet yeah, they've they've found at the very least they, they know they're going to have depth at all at all three of those wide receiver spots because all, almost more experienced or more proven, with the exception of Caleb Burton. Right. I mean, but it's yeah. I mean, you you have if shorter and Coy Moore could be could right. be battling in the same spot. But Shorter's had Shorter's done more than Coy has. I would say Burton and Javarius Johnson are probably battling if you if you imagine right. them both as as inside re- receivers. Or, or, or he's the heir apparent, possibly. And mm-hmm. then and then on the outside, as as your bigger options, there's Nick Mardner, the new arrival, and Camden Brown, the the, the holdover and from last year. King is no longer there. And you could add another one there with Shane Hooks. Yes. Shane Hooks is six four. The Jackson State transfer that they had mm-hmm. in this week that is a split end as well. So if you want to be 
three deep at pretty much every position with guys who have played or at least guys who project. I mean, Cannon mm-hmm. Brown would be a project at that point. But, like, yeah, those that makes a ton of sense. And I, and I like Caleb Burton a lot, too. So outside at the, of the – At the slot. Outside of the three incoming transfer receivers and Javarius Johnson and Coy Moore and Camden Brown. Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, that may, I, I don't know how big the, the rotation is going to be. Uh, I think I think Jay I think Jay Fair had a pretty good spring. Jay Fair had a really good spring. I think Malcolm Johnson being experienced yeah, if he's, he's healthy. He needs to get healthy. Yeah, if he's right. healthy, he's a, he he can be a weapon there for sure. And then uh I, I mean I've always liked I've always liked the way Omari Kelly kind of kind of translates and I think of the freshman receivers last season he played a decent bit. He did. Uh so didn't get a whole lot of targets, but I yeah, mean he, he no played one a good did. bit. Um No, you're right. You know. Yeah, Cameron Brown Cameron Brown only just made big plays happen whenever he got the ball thrown to him and couldn't get the ball thrown to him, and then I guess there are incoming true freshman wide receivers as well that could be just competing one. for it. Oh yeah, yeah, just 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 Quavis story, yeah. JC Hart, JC Hart. Yeah. I, you know what? I keep forgetting JC <coughs> yeah, Hart is, there, is there's, a, there's a guy I, really intrigued I love, by his athletic ability. Look, I I, I covered several games with JC Hart when he was in high school at Lochapoca. I'm really I, I I'm really really intrigued by him because he is a great athlete. He's got good size. I know he played one A football. Uh, I, I know it's going to be a, it, it's going to be a uh, an uphill climb to get ready to play you know SEC, especially at wide receiver on a consistent basis. However, um, I know that this dude grew up right down the road and has wanted to play Auburn football his entire life. Yep. And like those guys like that, they they usually can can make some noise if you give them an opportunity. So I think J C Hart definitely belongs, and uh, he'll be interesting. I, I I still have him in my like I have him on my roster tracker as a wide receiver. Mentally, I'm still adjusting to him yeah, not being a corner as, anymore. Yeah, that, that's um, yeah. Well, yeah it, Shane it, Hooks, Shane Hooks will be a very interesting pickup as well mm-hmm. if, if Auburn can end up landing him six four. Uh, last season had a really good year at Jackson State, sixty something receptions, ten mm-hmm. more touchdowns, ten more touchdowns. And you'll say that, you know, FCS, hey, FCS, FCS, FCS you, is a big if you, could, if you could get somewhere near those numbers out of you know out of uh, uh, shorter and and Hooks. Yeah, that's twenty one. You know, if you get. Somewhere near twenty touchdowns out of two receivers. Hey, I mean, I think I think Peyton Thorne is a twenty to twenty five touchdown pass type of guy. Yep. Uh, and it's just who are going to be the guys who catch the ball for him. And you got some dudes who have who have at least proven it at some level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a matter of can you do it on a consistent basis at the uh, at the SEC level. We need to get to our bottom of the hour break. We'll open up the phone lines. Love for you to join in 334-321-1390 as we continue here on the Thursday Drive.
let's get back to The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. 25 minutes away from 5 o'clock here on this Thursday afternoon. Ooh, a strong clap of thunder. Uh, just before we were going to our bottom of the hour break, we were saying, you know, hopefully the weather cooperates because we've got uh, Auburn baseball. Uh, Auburn, Missouri baseball is starting tonight, hopefully at 6 o'clock. Now, I did hear Andy say uh, a little while ago because uh, Andy was on with, uh, with with Doug Amos on the Max Roundtable, which uh, which runs middays here on ESPN 106. All, all the best to Andy Burcham, by the way. Oh, we're, yeah, we're, absolutely. We're big, we're big fans. And I was hoping I'd be able to get there, ran into some problems, and, and had to run by the house before I went there and Andy was gone. But I did hear Andy say that they're hoping not to have to do it, but if necessary, because of seeding purposes for the SEC tournament, that games could be played if they have to on Sunday. They'd like to be done with everything by Saturday and would prefer if there's a rainout tonight or tomorrow to be able to play a doubleheader either tomorrow or Saturday to try to get the three games in by Saturday. But Auburn, Missouri is supposed to get started tonight at 6 o'clock. We have a pair of tickets for Saturday. If you are interested, um, let, let's do a drawing this time instead of like the first one to get to the phone. You know, I mean, those are fun sometimes, but, but if you, if you'd like to get into a drawing for a pair of tickets for Saturday, uh, just, just call us on the Kia of Auburn hotline, 334-321-1390. And, uh, and we'll draw for the pair of, the winner of that pair of tickets, uh, here in hour number two. Now, I hope, I hope tonight's game isn't disrupted by the weather. Looking at, Apple's forecast for the weekend. There's no rain projected tomorrow. I wonder if things look bleak tonight. You go ahead and play two tomorrow? If they consider bailing out early and saying it's going to be a doubleheader as early as... Isn't it calling for rain on Saturday now? I believe there's rain in the forecast for the rest of the evening tonight, more or less. And then there's also a 50% chance of rain on... uh, And let me see if it gets... uh, uh, if, if there's yeah, there's there's rain in the forecast for, uh, for parts of Saturday. Auburn High football's uh, spring games tonight as well. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I did not realize they're, that. Uh, Should have talked to the bag man about that. They're playing. If I remember correctly, they're playing Jeff Davis. I think. I think that's right. No, Carver. I'm sorry, Carver hmm. playing playing Carver tonight, and so hopefully that that'll be able to go off uh, as well, going on around the same time. Yeah, and uh, now of course, it, I mean, if it's thundering, I mean, mm-hmm. if there's any lightning, that's going to hold it up, but. It is still, uh, it's easier to play when it's wet with football than it is baseball. So, <laughs> yeah, although, li- light, although lightning is going to stop, yeah. lightning's going to stop them all. But yeah, outdoors. Uh, Auburn High, and it Auburn sounds High, like there could be some of that too. Yeah. Auburn High at the duck at weather permitting at seven tonight. Um, Carver's here. And the last I had heard, Carver was planning on bringing their band. So that'd Oh, be, is that right? Yeah, it's pretty good for a little spring game. Yeah, little no spring kidding. game entertainment. No kidding. But, That's uh, cool entertainment yeah, on a uh, Thursday night. Uh, Again, as somebody who doesn't cover Auburn baseball, you know, uh, regularly, um, I, I just I continue to be just really, really impressed with uh, this this team. And the, Butch Thompson's the a pretty good coach, you know. Yeah, I mean, and and it's it goes back to something he said recently 
Uh, I think it was after the might have been after the LSU series or could have been after the South Carolina series, but uh, it was either after one, one of those two. And there was a quote that Adam Cole tweeted that stuck with me, and, and and Butch was saying like, he's like, I keep saying it like, guys can get better. Like during the like like you know it's it, it, I think there's this thing sometimes when I when when a team struggles or a player struggles there's a tendency to ride them off uh, and all that but you got to remember like a you can get better B, this is also college sports that's right like, I like, mean they, these, they these the guys are eighteen to twenty two yeah. they haven't peaked usually this is a developmental league and that's what coaching is right. all about and and but Butch Butch so yeah Game Carl uh, you know Coach Rock I mean but. Butch has shown and proven that he his guys get better, and down the stretch, they play much better ball. I mean, Absolutely. that's the key, and that's that's the objective in every sport is to be playing your best. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the season, to hopefully carry into into postseason. You would love to be in the best spot for seeding and all that, but. All that matters is just, are you playing well when, when the games get <laughs> to be right. worth the most? Well, the objective is to get to Omaha, yep. and Auburn's done it two of the last three times that there's been a college World Series. Yeah, and uh, this team, I mean, the way they're playing right now, I would not I would not write them off against anybody at this no. point. When you, when you beat South Carolina on the road and you beat LSU at home, it's just, you know, in a in a series in a tournament setting, you know I like I I would not completely count Auburn out against anybody. They just need some other guys to step it up now, at least for a couple sure. of weeks, while they don't have Christian Herbert Holtz because mm-hmm. they're not going to have him for this series or for the SEC tournament. And the SEC tournament is it's always that just a crazy time because you know there's always a game going on at about one a.m. because of rainouts right. and stuff like that. So. Um, you know, to be locked in at this time of year is is really important because this is it could easily be a stretch where you know as chaotic as as Hoover can be, uh, it can throw you off your game. But I think Auburn's doing well now. I will say this: I do not know very much about Missouri and kind of what they bring to the table. I know they're towards the bottom of the East. They are, but have. but they, uh, they 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 won five of their last six conference games, and they're now in the SEC tournament picture. Their RPI is number thirty eight. Yeah, we, we they saw, can uh, beat. They can beat Auburn if they can take two out of three from Auburn. They'll probably be top thirty RPI and in the postseason. We, wow. we had a uh, we looked at an NCAA. We looked at a couple of tournament projections for college baseball, and I believe Baseball America's most recent one had Missouri on second the, four out on it? the bubble. Yeah, one of the hey you know, you, you, you beat about, you beat a top twenty RPI team on the road, and they'll be in. And I believe Missouri was the top SEC team on the bubble, which mm-hmm. means that they could that they. Because of the caliber of competition they could play between now and the end of the SEC tournament, Missouri has as good a chance as anyone to improve their standing if they can win these games. So there's a lot on the line for Missouri coming to Auburn this weekend, too. 334-321-1390. That's the Kia of Auburn hotline. Let's get to it. And Terry is up first. Hey, Terry. Hey, good afternoon, guys. I got a question for Justin. Yes, sir. Yeah, Justin, uh... With, you know, I was talking about Janiah Broom and the, the outstanding campaign. How did he do in the SEC against people like um, the Castleton and and, uh, and, the, and Sheedway? Yeah, he had he had some he had some de- decent games. The the one thing for the one thing for Janai that I'm really interested in seeing and 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 what you know 
he could do moving forward, whether that's at Auburn or professionally, is he's a finesse big man. And there were a lot of games last season where he had like really, really big or just kind of power-based matchups against him, and he didn't have his, his best ball. And so I do wonder how much that's kind of being exposed to different types of centers and different types of matchups on a short basis is going to help him kind of kind of develop that. But uh, One of yeah. the things I've read uh, that, that a couple of the folks that have been watching and sort of scouting here say that, that he really appears to have been helped by the NBA spacing. By the fact mm-hmm. that you know that you're not sagging back on on the guy, you can't do that. So it's pretty much one on one, and he's been able to take advantage of that at times. Yeah, it, to, to your point, your your question. Uh, you know, Janai had had 14 and 11 against Castleton. I think he was he was Auburn's best player when they beat Florida this year. Kentucky. Everyone struggled in that game, but he was kind of the more consistent player for Auburn. So you know, it, it, he he can show up. There are some big games where he played. Uh, particularly well in um you know i'm looking back through he only had a he, he scored at least double digits in all but two or three sec games this season so he had a uh, i think he's i think he's fully capable of being one of the best centers in the sec next year uh if he comes back and and you know obviously being second team all sec showed that um but yeah the I, I'm really curious when it comes to what the league thinks of him because he is he is a he is more of a finesse big man than a, than a than a power big man and that's helped him in some matchups and I wonder how much it's going to kind of help him round out what he's what he's capable of. Well, one of the reasons I asked that question because I've seen some of the projections for the big center at Purdue and I'm thinking if that guy's going to be drafted somewhere around twenty or lower, mm-hmm. why is he even thinking about it? Yeah, no, it, this is a crazy good center class. I mean, Victor Webamyama, the the guy who's going to go number one overall, is a generational talent. Like, might be the best prospect we've seen since since LeBron, honestly, coming out of high, uh, coming out of a uh, uh, not really high school. He's been playing professionally the last few years, but um, you know this this is a this is a really good center class. Next year's center class doesn't really seem to be as strong. And like I said earlier. Jani Broom's a really good center at the college level. He does not project out to be an elite NBA prospect because of his athleticism. And on top of that, he goes and grade out as an elite athlete. And on on top of that, he's played three years of college ball. And if an NBA team is looking at a center or looking at a prospect, especially late in the first round or in the second round, they'll usually take, you know, dart throws, guys who are just, you know, high upside players and just say, oh, maybe, maybe they'll work out. These crazy good athletes. Um, So it is. Bruce Pearl said it earlier this week. It's going to be tough for him to get into that kind of draftable uh, conversation, but it's not impossible. It's just going to be a matter of uh, you know what his motivations are. I appreciate it, guys. You have a great day. Appreciate the call, Terry. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. I still worry that the NBA isn't the only competition for Janai Broom as as far as what, what could be happening next year and, and if, if this goes well enough even if it's not Jani Broom can shoot like this he can make a lot of money overseas yes yeah, that the, my, my concern is more like maybe this is going well enough that he's got a chance to play professional basketball I will say this I will say this so not very many people leave college early to directly play overseas right. not, not they, the intention they leave college early and exhaust all their resources and all their opportunities mm-hmm. in in the U.S. before usually going overseas, unless they're from over there. And, and I guess the other question would be: could, is, is there a chance Janai Broom could be convinced that a year of professional basketball as a two way player gets him closer to a role in the NBA than another year of college basketball? Like, because I because I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I could see that I could see the argument both ways. In that, well, if you begin your, especially like you were saying, if the NBA prioritizes youth, 
then you need to start your professional career as early as possible. Yes. And that would mean, you know, even if it's even if it's fighting as a second round pick or as an undrafted free agent up through the G League to get to the NBA, maybe that helps him more yeah, than college if, basketball. If, if center needy teams tell him, "Hey, we're looking to use the second round guy, and you can you have a chance to stick on our roster," yeah, that's that's definitely that's definitely something that you have to consider. But it's just nothing comes guaranteed in the second round. The money's not right. guaranteed. The role's not guaranteed. You're usually on a two way deal, which for those of you who don't follow the NBA as closely, a two way deal is basically you have a contract where you play so many games with the big league team and then you play the rest of your games in the G League. Like it's it's kinda like uh it, it it's kinda like, you know, if in baseball it's like, okay, you can play a set number of games in in the majors and then the rest of that's in triple A. We'll give you a special contract, special mo- amount of money to be able to do that. That's just how the college game is. So you look at a guy like Sharif Cooper. He's been on these two-way deals here recently. He was undrafted, but or you know, second-round guy. So like you, you have to, you, you have to know that it's going to be a grind when you get it. You know, first round is where the guaranteed money is first, and that's why Bruce Pearl and a lot of coaches tell these dudes, "It's like, hey, if you hear that you're going to be a first round, go. Like this is that's a good opportunity for you. If it's not, if it's not certain." You might be better off coming back, and I think especially now in the in the NIL age, you can be very competitive. You know, um, with your with the amount of money you can get compared to what to you G get League. on a two week deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, we we need to get to our final break of hour number one. Slack, hang on, you're up. When we come back here on the Thursday Drive, you're live on the Drive, the Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck. On ESPN 106.7 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Thursday. Final segment of hour number one. And let's get back to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Slack is up next. Hey, Slack, how you doing? Hey guys, how y'all doing? Doing fine. Good to hear from you, Slack. Uh, you were talking about tonight, just a minute ago. Uh, I think the ultimate goal of all these guys is to play professional basketball. It doesn't matter if it's overseas, uh, two-way deals. Uh, the question is, does Auburn have the money to make him uh, NIL offer to where he come back? Like Kentucky did with their big man last year. Yeah, no, that's that's a great that's a great question, and and I yeah. know I know that there's been a lot of talk about NIL on the football side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of what how much they. I know internally Auburn, the coaching staff, the program, they really really want Janai back, and they want to. Do what it yeah. takes to get Janai back, but yeah, what does that dollar amount look like? Because you know it does it does change depending on where a guy goes in the draft if he gets drafted at all, and you know all of that's a, a gamble because for a guy like Janai Broom, he would have to pull out the out of the draft by the end of the month if he ever if he wanted to come back to college. Yeah, you know I, I look at a kid like Scoot Henderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he improved his stock as an NBA prospect by going to the developmental league and have you seen the muscle on this kid no oh, man you know this is yeah. it, the, the great the great uh you know thought experiment for auburn is 
what if Scoot Henderson would have made his decision when NIL was a thing? Could Auburn have been competitive? Because there's no doubt about it. Scoot has turned into a really, really good player from that G League experience, being the only guy to do two years of that. Uh, and uh, he'll, he'll, I mean, if he doesn't go number two in this draft, it'll be really, really surprising. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think he'd go two because uh, Charlotte has a point guard. Oh, that's yeah. Well, I would, I would also, I would also say Slack that, that I, I, I don't, was I don't, I don't disagree that Scoot Henderson has improved and and has has done well for himself. You know, we don't know what a year of college basketball would have meant for Scoot Henderson either. I mean, so he could have, he could have had that. Like, it, it, it's not it seemingly going into the G League ignite wasn't a mistake for Scoot Henderson. Although we'll see if it set him back as a pro. I I doubt it. He looks really really special. Uh, but you know, I, I think we're especially in the NIL age like we're we're going to see guys it's it's tough to stay out of the spotlight for a year and and decide to do the G League Ignite uh experiment instead of signing up with a with a major conference college basketball team especially one that's you know one of the one of the priorities of the apparel providers uh in in, yeah. uh, in you know in, in, across the country didn't Scoot have a million dollar deal with Ignite I believe there's yeah I believe they that was the one that's what we heard yeah that was the the, the reports about where uh, Scoot Henderson ultimately yeah, decided and, to uh, I uh, couldn't have touched that <laughs> Pro- probably not you know I am curious I am curious what the fella the, the top player in the country got from USC like I do I do wonder what uh you know with 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 the LeBron Jr and Rodman Jr there that there's going to be that's going to be Beatlemania uh, they're they're in Los what? Angeles this season, but no, it does does seem like the the biggest deals are still uh, coming from the professional ranks solidly, and not not from the NIL space. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting if y'all can pull it up. See what Denier makes with the NIL with them. Well, I don't think anybody. So yeah, no, I can't pull that up. There there are reported figures for like active players, but there's not. Um, or there were. Yeah, it's all it's all hearsay. Like there's there's no there's no. I mean, some guys okay. are. Are more open than others, but there's yeah. There's I don't know if there's been really a report about what what Janai's gotten as a as 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 a basketball player in, in NIL. Great stuff, Slack. We're out of time for hour number one of the drive. Again, if you want to get into a drawing for a pair of tickets for the series finale Saturday between Auburn and Missouri baseball, call in three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That's the same number. Obviously, we'd love to talk to you on the Kia of Auburn Hotline as we head into hour number two of the Thursday Drive. I'll see is an equal opportunity. ESPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika. I'm Doug Brown. Game two of the NBA's Western Conference Finals tonight in Denver. The Nuggets win game one, but the Lakers may try some defensive adjustments tonight, like having Anthony Davis protect the rim more. ESPN's Monica McNutt. Denver has a squad that can knock down threes from multiple positions, right? Like, that's certainly how you potentially neutralize uh, a shot blocker. So, I want to see, I think this game two for me is all about how the Lakers show up defensively. Monica McNutt on Fitz and Harry. Game 2 coverage at 8.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio, TV, and the app. 
After almost a two-hour frost delay this morning, the first round of the PGA Championship got underway at Oak Hill in Rochester, New York. Coverage right now on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. Bryson DeChambeau, the leader at four under by one over Scotty Scheffler, Corey Connors, and Adam Scott. NFL owners will hold meetings in Minnesota starting Sunday, but they won't vote yet on the sale of the Washington Commanders. The league is still reviewing the details that would make Josh Harris the new owner of the team. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can help you protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV and RV and more. And if something wasn't mentioned that you had in mind, find out if it can be covered at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE because it probably can be. From Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in. It's hour number two of the Thursday Drive. Bill and Dan joined by Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer. Drew at the controls. Hope everybody doing well here on this uh, almost weekend eve. I mean, you know, it used to be. I feel like the Thursday drive is the start of the weekend. Well, I always felt Thursday was the start of the weekend. Anyway. Justin Ferguson it's the start in the house. Of my weekend. Yeah, I'll tell you that much. Justin's got one of those uh, drinks with the umbrellas in it right now. That no, he's, I have uh, water. He's always got that liquid death. Yep. Shout, yeah, shout out to the, what's, what's your what's your there are a couple of different varieties of liquid death, right? So I so I don't like sparkling water at all. This is just do, water. This is just still you know mountain water. Uh, they do they did just come out recently with a tea and the peach tea in the in the can is very good. The other ones uh, I've never been I've about. never never been a huge huge fan of the. Flavored, flavored teas. Tea. It, it, I'm hit or miss. Like I'm not crazy about like lemon tea as much, no. but like peach tea is peach tea is pretty good. Like they they did one that was supposed to be kind of like an Arnold Palmer, and I just didn't think it tasted very good. But the peach one's very good. Peach one's very good. But yeah, I'm you know, staying hydrated. But yeah, this this show is the start of my weekend usually. When I you know, either I'm here on Fridays or on Thursday. You know, I'll have the mailbag already written, podcast is uh, done, um, and then my Fridays I usually kind of scale back a little bit for heading into the weekend, unless something breaks or something. Right. You know, because a lot of times, also like especially during the season, Saturday is you know the busiest day of the mm-hmm. week. So like if you, th- this is always kind of like if I got all my stuff done and I'm coming in, I'm coming in at, at four o'clock, like thir- the Thursday drive. This way, because like Thursday drive and then like uh, during football season, like Tiger Talk goes right after that. Right. It's like that's the signal that the weekend's weekend here for me. Started. So it, that that's is right. stuck. That is stuck in my head for a while. So yes, right. I'm already on weekend mode. Uh, so in hour number one, we talked a little bit, got you to talk about. Uh, well, actually, you only got to one when we were talking about North the North Texas guys. Oh yeah, you mentioned Jair well, shorter, but uh, yeah, then then not not much later. In the same day, Larry Nixon. Larry Nixon the third. First of all, as I, as I said uh, recently, uh, Larry Nixon the third is the greatest like linebacker name I can think of. Like, y- y- if you were to guess, hey, there's a dude named Larry Nixon the third. What position does he play on the football field? You're gonna th- probably think linebacker. Like, probably, yeah. yeah. It does sound like a great, linebacker. Great linebacker. He was a tackle machine. Uh, so that is what Free said at North Texas, and he's right. Um, there were a couple games last season 
where uh, Larry Nixon only played a handful of snaps. Uh, and every other game he played in, he averaged nearly 10 tackles a game. Like So when he has a full workload, he just gets a lot. They they kind of look at him as a, as a potential you know, competitor for a starting job mm-hmm. uh, there. I think, I think, I'll tell you where I think Larry Nixon makes a ton of sense is when you look at that 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 uh, that will linebacker position with Cam Riley, I think if you have a, if you have a scenario where you feel confident enough to put Larry Nixon out there, you can do a lot more experimenting with edge rushing and other sure, stuff with a guy like Cam Riley. So I think that's a really big pickup yeah, because and that they, yeah, that helped. They you, feel good about the mic. Right. You know, Austin Keys and 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 uh, West West Diner, You know, um, uh, Robert Robert Woodyard. Robert, Robert Wood, Woodyard as well. You know, they, they, they have a pretty good feeling at the inside but that outside spot especially if they want to do some things with with cam Riley, you want to bring somebody else to create pressure yeah, yeah. and and i think larry i think larry nixon makes a ton of sense uh, for what auburn did tons of tackles and like jerry shorter play a lot of football it's just coming now down to like it's a one-year rental guy trying to get on the get, get He's on, on a the bigger radar. stage now yeah yeah these guys are trying to get to the league. These guys are trying to get to the league, and they're trying to continue their careers. And, and go he's gotten a good bit bigger. I mean, because he was yeah. listed at 205 for a couple of years, and uh, he's around 235 or something now. Yeah, good size. Um, North Texas has been a pretty good program uh, here, especially the last couple of years in, in the Conference USA. and In, in the American, right? So we, we've, we've They're now going they're, to the American. They're now in the American. They, they've bounced around a couple of different leagues, so, right? So, that, so basically... Here's here's how the here's how the order works. I'm gonna think I get this right. So this year the Big Twelve doesn't lose Texas or Oklahoma. That's next year, but they are going ahead and bringing in the mm-hmm. replacements now. So that is uh, UCF, Cincinnati, BYU, and Houston are joining the Big Twelve. Because of that, the AAC has has spots to fill. They rated the old Conference USA uh, or the Conference USA. It's where UAB is coming in. North Texas, I believe UTSA is in there as well. Um, there's a couple others. But there, and then to fill in Conference USA, they're having to pull from a lot of different spots. Jacksonville State is now going to be an F- FBS team. Sam Houston is now an FBS team. These are teams going to Conference USA, right? Yeah, these are going yeah. to the Conference USA. And um, New Mexico State, I think, is now back in a conference. They're Conference USA now. There's one more. That it's a I'm mess, to take is what it is. But the is uh, it Liberty, Liberty, the, yes, Liberty. the uh, North Texas linebacker Larry Nixon. I mean, when. When we were sort of imagining, without Larry Nixon in mind, we were sort of imagining what Auburn could be looking for in the portal. Linebacker and safety seem like spots where they would love to find, especially if, if you're talking about a guy with just one year of eligibility left, veteran help, starter-level veteran help that could come in and, and, and shore things up. They don't need to add four or five guys with, with starting experience or anything because they like some of the players in the room. But there may be a player away, and Larry Nixon seems. I mean, would you imagine they're done at linebacker? Barring yeah, I think so. I, mean, I think Auburn's done at linebacker. I mean, yeah. What, yeah, what yeah, do you, What do you think, Justin? I mean, uh, Hugh Freeze staying. You know, Auburn still still looking. As a matter of fact, he said not. He, he was talking about Shane Hooks with the they got player of the visitor, but there's weekend. another visitor coming in this weekend. Yeah, um, I think they could use another edge rusher. I think they could use another Jack. Um, I think you could use another defensive back if you could get it. Whatever happened to the uh, DB from Louisiana? Haven't heard, haven't heard anything new about it recently. I, 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 um, I had not heard that he'd visited. I, Christian, I wonder. Yeah, he hadn't visited. Um, I believe Christian said uh, the other uh, wrote today uh, at 247 that um, some of these guys were kind of doing their 
like going through and taking their time making their decisions and right. going to rush into it. I think he might have been one of those. Hooks being the guy, now a wide receiver to watch, not as much Montana, Lamonius Craig anymore. Yeah, um, it sounds like that, and, and, that ship is sailed. And Isaac Ukwu would just be interesting. He, he has not made yeah, any he's sort, just of, been quiet. sort of decision. I mean, for a while, it, it was like he's going to Ole Miss, then Missouri, and then now there's been nothing. So Auburn would definitely take him if he decides that's where, you know this is where he wants to wind up. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. The number to dial. Got an update from our friend Adam Cole as to what uh, is going on tonight at Plainsman Park. Not great news, as uh, Adam writing on Twitter that the tarp is out and fans are being told uh, to uh, to head towards with concourses, seek shelter, as uh, as as there could be a, a lightning delay. Uh, uh, you know, uh, keep, keeping things from starting on time uh, at Plainsman Park tonight, as as we sort of worried, and and I do, you know, especially if the delay goes long, Bill, I I I wonder if they're going to get a game in tonight. Like I, I hope so, and um, you, you know, don't want to you don't want to get started and then yeah. stop for a long time or have to resume. I mean, you'd rather hope that you can play for a good period, if not the whole game. Once you get started, I guess I've asked this before, but if they can't play tonight, what's the earliest you can start a doubleheader on a weekday in these sort of situations? Well, they... classes aren't going on, so so I think they could. I think they could move it up. They could play a day night doubleheader tomorrow. I'd, I'd love to see. I them. think they could do it. You know, they could do a two and six since there's a six o'clock schedule game tomorrow night with a with a clear forecast in, uh, tomorrow. I wonder if that's going to be you know something something they consider if if the delay that apparently is. Currently uh, underway at, uh, at 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 Plainsman Park. If that continues, I, I wonder if they're gonna they're gonna seriously consider just just trying to play two tomorrow. Well, uh, we, we will we will continue, but uh, yeah, apparently um, because of the lightning in the area, um, they're they're not going to be starting on time. Yeah, their their fa- fans are being told to head away uh, from the uh, seating area. Lightning detected. In the area, so I guess be aware of that. If you planned on going uh, to tonight's game, you uh, you now have a uh, you know there's there's you know, there's the, the the possibility that the game may not be starting on time. So uh, so, so be aware and and of course be safe if you're out there as well because thunderstorms are expected uh, throughout the uh, periodically throughout the evening. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That is the Kia of Auburn hotline. Kia of Auburn where you're always number one here in hour number two of the drive, which is being brought to you as usual by um, the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the drive text box presented by our friends. At, well, do, do, you give the, do you give the phone number there? Yeah. All right, good. Okay. You can, you can text the show, 334-564-1840, on the drive text box presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Your friends, uh, you know, that they, uh, they've also uh, been nice enough to sponsor the podcast, which is available however you listen to podcasts. Go to your, uh, uh, go to your favorite podcasting platform or, uh, search for, uh, the, go to the, go to the podcast center, ESPNAU.com, RadioAlabama.net, all presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Shout out to Derek and everybody there at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Searching for an update on the uh, on, on the weather delay. Right now we just have uh, Adam Cole's uh, tweet, but uh, yeah, it does, does seem like uh, it, it's going to be a little bit, uh, it's going to be delayed at least at Plainsman Park uh, tonight for game one of Auburn and Missouri. 
We'll go ahead. I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and get to our first break here of hour number two. I want to remind you, we have a couple of tickets for the Saturday game. Now, that may be one of the two Saturday games if it ends up being that way. But we have tickets for game three of the Auburn-Missouri series. If you're interested, call in. We'll put you in a drawing. We'll draw for the winner uh, before we're done here on the Thursday Drive. The Edward Via College of Osteopathic Medicine in Auburn is dedicated to its mission of transforming medical students into caring, compassionate physicians. VCOM partners with Auburn University for student activities, shared learning experiences, and research opportunities. Students are instructed in a hands-on learning environment by outstanding faculty members that are dedicated to student success. VCOM is working to improve the health of Alabama's citizens by increasing the number of primary care physicians throughout the state, especially in rural and underserved areas. Find out more at vcom.edu. Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive, 16 minutes after 5 o'clock here on this Thursday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer, and let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline, and Tex is up next. Hey, guys, how y'all doing today? Doing hey. fine. How you doing, Tex? Uh, well, I'm looking at the thermometer on the inside of my truck, and it says 100 degrees. So, <laughs> kind of scary. Uh so bad weather tonight. Around. Yeah, it's it's it is thundering, and uh, we've got that. Yeah, what? Oh, yeah. Dan's Dan's looking at the weather right no, we now. Got, we got a. But so, we're we're hearing the claps of thunder, and it's pretty dark here right yeah, now. Yeah, and, and Auburn baseball in the last uh, couple of minutes on social media, they've they've posted they are now officially in a weather delay at Plainsman Park. More oh. updates uh, will become available. I think Andy posted a, a video of some uh, of some rain and some loud thunder there at the ballpark as well. So pessimistic about the chances of a uh, of nine innings getting done uh, tonight, Tex. But big big series for Auburn baseball this weekend. Uh, huge series, and uh, I've been in that stadium. It can handle uh, rain, can't handle lightning, or or at least it couldn't against Alabama last year. So uh, that that's a little dig at the SEC in that rule. Uh, anyway, baseball wise, uh, whatever the uh, oh Herbert Holtz or however you say his name, yeah, that's what's it. What's his injury status? Uh, golly, it's the. Pronator, I believe, uh, and he okay. he he could be back. I think Butch is hoping that he's back uh, for the first for the for the first round of the uh, regionals. So, uh, what do you think about our uh, our pitching performances as the team has gone on this run, based on the fact of guys we thought were going to be really good performers. Uh, having a guy supposedly out based on some kind of eligibility issue. So what's your opinion on the on the way the pitching staff is rounded out with everything that's gone on? Down the stretch it's been a boy it's it's been a whole lot better than I thought it was going to be. I mean again, we cautioned folks a while ago of uh this being young young guys that can get better like Butch has said. 
But, I mean, just seeing Tommy Vale has gotten better and better each time out. Christian Herberholtz has gotten better and better each time out. Uh, I thought it was it was really good. Um, the way that seeing, seeing the way Chase also pitched last week. The the one that comes to mind. Tommy Vale's had a couple of of outstanding performances of late. But when when Auburn went up to South Carolina on a Friday night, South Carolina looked like one of the three or four best teams in all of college baseball. And Tommy Vale, Tanner Bauman, and uh, Will Cannon combined for what nine hits, three runs. At, at South Carolina, Auburn wins that first game 8-3. Auburn jumped on them immediately. Like that, that was, and you, and you look at what's happened since that game, not that there's one turning point, but that was a moment where, where you realize this team can go up on a Friday night and take down a national championship contender. And, hey, and that sky, sky's the limit when you can do that. And, and Tex, you know, I mean, uh, it, it was impressive. Chase, Chase Alsop was very impressive against LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Crotchfelt yep. has looked... I mean, he's looked like an SEC pitcher the last couple of times he's been out there, too. So, I mean, they've got some guys that had many doubt about their stuff, and it's raining pretty good right now. Uh, but they've got, they've got good stuff. We just hadn't seen them been able to harness it or throw it over the plate, and they're doing it and able to spot their pitches so much better now down the stretch. And multiple pitches for strikes in different yep. counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, change-ups and breaking balls and fastball counts and fastball counts and curveball counts. You know, uh, uh, I'm sorry, fastball pitches and curveball counts. And it's really remarkable that it, it – and, Dan, I think you might be right. That that South Carolina game on Friday, the when we started not walking more than we struck out, the whole picture of the staff changed. The most unbelievable the stat – Go go ahead, Tex. No, go ahead. Well, and just the the approach. When you watch him, you're talking about Vale. When you watch him on the mound now, he is. He used to move around a lot. Be for lack of a better term, kind of looked anxious. He is so calm. Even when the ball's hit hard, he never flinches. Uh, he's he trusts his defense and he throws the ball over the plate for strikes. And and it's be interesting. They'll never tell us this. I wonder how much deeper into the staff Butch has been in the second half of the season. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me. I, I didn't mention Drew Nelson. I I, I really like what we've seen from oh, him yeah. lately too. Um, Tex, while you uh, were talking, did we, you hear we, the little crackle? We were, we were listening, Tex. But yeah, that there, was. There's there's some lightning. It was fairly close. That there time. was a visible lightning bolt. I feel like out of the a oh, flash. Oh, I I heard. I, I sort of felt it um, in the headset. We saw we saw a flash out the window <laughs> here. We heard a click in the headsets oh, yeah. and. The TV. I'm surprised we still have power. Flicker. We might not be on the air right now. We're hoping we are. (laughs) Well, you're on with me. I'm least talking to you on the. No, we we still we still got lights, so we're good. So, and by the way, even the local LSU media guys are starting to starting to talk a lot about Auburn football. A lot. Well, I I mean, they're they're going to be they're going to be. I think the team picked. To win the West this year, and uh, and, and I, but I think everybody is noticing what Hugh Freeze is doing. Well, I just wish they'd pick us to finish last in the West, just because uh, I think we we might play with a little chip on our shoulder. But I think we're going to play fast, and uh, it's going to be very interesting to see. 
I hate to cut it off. Well, at least I'm glad I didn't drive by uh, <laughs> 450 miles. <laughs> yeah, not for this and, right now, I can and, tell you. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I'm waiting to get my notification from up uh, a little around uh, Paces Point that uh, no, longer, no longer have spectrum or uh, power. So it goes out pretty quick up there. Yeah, sometimes. yeah, I hear you. All, All right, right guys, Have a good weekend. Thanks show. again, man. Hey, 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 Bill, hey, one yeah. more thing real quick. Uh-huh. I forgot this. So I heard the Auburn, the Kia of Auburn advertisement. One of my long, long time employees showed up at the office and had bought a Kia. I had never really been around those automobiles. Oh, they're they nice. are beautiful yeah. automobiles and ride really nice. Yeah, that's so what Scott. That's what Scott's driving area, now. So yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I was really, really impressed. Now they don't make the kind of vehicle that I like to be in. Right. But uh, that they're getting closer. Really, really. Smooth. And they're and they're uh, making they're them. Closer. And they're, yeah, they they're only making them about an hour away. That's right. Too, which is which is pretty incredible uh, I know too. That. Hers was built in West Point. Yep. So. All right, guys. All right, Tex. Right, yeah, have a great weekend. Right, I re- I remember and and Bill, you date back further than I do in this front, but like in, I, in, I, in any front, just about any front. That's true. But the uh, <laughs> uh, the. the uh, uh, I, or I, rear. I, I remember driving. I remember driving past what is now the Kia plant when it was just. It was all. I remember when it was trees. When it was yeah, all trees. Nothing, and now, nothing, but and just, now it's yeah. And and now it looks like you know the. With all due respect to Kia, they make excellent vehicles. It looks like the like the the bad guys layer in like a James Bond movie, right? Like the com- does, like like the, yeah, the compound for like. Except instead of cooking <laughs> up uh, evil schemes, they're cooking up. You know, fine automobiles for oh, people yeah. to uh, to check. Probably shouldn't say that about the sponsor. Nothing to think about. Anyway, no love, love, nothing but love to Kia. But that, that is super impressive That's facility. A, it's they've very, got. it is bu- very impressive bu- building over there. You know, imposing facility mm-hmm. they've got there just off the interstate uh, in uh, in West Point. And uh, yeah, it's a, uh, a, 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 a. I remember. I remember before it was before it was uh, what it is now. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Let's get back to the Kia of Auburn Hotline. And Sherry is next. Hey, Sherry. Hey. Hey guys, quick question. So, with the addition of uh, Peyton Thorne at quarterback, uh huh. So, do you think that he's going to be the starter for sure, or will it actually be a quarterback race uh, with Ashford? I mean, do you think it's automatic, or do you think there really will be a, a, a race? on who's going to get the QB1. Yeah, they're not going to treat it like it's automatic, and I think part of it is because, you know, uh, Ashford, I mean, because Thorne, he's got to do a lot of catching up quick. Right. You know, it's not like he went through an entire spring. You know, Robbie Ashford and Holden Garner both have experience now and at least have played in this system for a couple months. They understand understand exactly what Q Freeze, Mm -hmm. Philip Montgomery, are looking for now, and want. Should Peyton Thorne be he should be able to catch up? Yeah, and, and and do we think Peyton Thorne should be considered the favorite for the job? Absolutely. But yeah, it's going to be a competition. And Hugh Freeze has talked about here in the last couple of weeks um, the potential of potentially playing uh, uh, multiple guys. Mm-hmm. And I think Auburn's early season schedule works well for that. If you go back to uh, when he had uh, Chad Kelly and. Um, uh, Let's see, the other guys, Buchanan, Ryan Buchanan, and Devontae Kincaid, I think, were the three guys that were competing for the job. They brought in, at Ole Miss, they brought in Chad Kelly, um, you know, Juco guy, formerly mm-hmm. formerly at Clemson, to compete. He ended up getting the start, but that first game, they played all three guys. By that second game, it was 
they all three played again, but it was greatly, you know, the, the, the snaps were greatly concentrated to Chad Kelly. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a similar situation like that just because of the way the schedule sets up. UMass is terrible, and then you have a week two game on the road against a power five team. I could see, I could see you trying to get, get everybody some experience in that first game and that second game, kind of knowing what you're going with. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to dismiss the chances that Holden or Robbie is, is the starter ultimately. Sure. Um, but but I think that in in the case of somebody like Peyton Thorne, like like the competition is real in the sense that both of of the the quarterbacks that were battling T.J. Finley's now gone. Uh, both of the quarterbacks that were battling in the spring to be the starter will have an opportunity to show that they give Auburn a better chance to win right now than Peyton Thorne does. But based on Peyton Thorne's body of work. You could also understand why he is the favorite mm-hmm. to win the job, and somebody who just has a more a more impressive track record, a more impressive body of work as a college football. Oh, heard a, heard another click and a, it's getting uh, uh, you know it's get, it's getting it's getting scary. Move, moving there. back a foot isn't going to help that much. You don't think if, so? I was, ready, hits, I was ready to hit the deck. I was ready to hit the how deck. How close have y'all ever been to, to getting hit by lightning before? Uh, I've, I've been close twice. I've, and I've, I feel I feel like that's very I've had very I've, dangerous. In in South Alabama, I've had one hit the tree that was three feet outside the window where I was sitting. So that split the tree and so that happened the roof. to me here several years ago. Um, uh, I, at my parents' house, it was uh, I was. Asleep, I was in like the the the, the lower floor, and there's a tr- there was a tree. I'm not like three feet from and my it, head. It, it, it's it's like a bomb went off right mm-hmm. there. I woke up. It's a whole lot louder than the stuff we've been hearing. I oh can yeah, tell you that. I oh woke, yeah. I woke up and my r- the room was white because all because it was just the light from mm-hmm. it, and then it and then. Um, uh, a, few, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, I was at my grandparents' house out towards Real Town, and we were trying to run some stuff in while there was a storm going on, and we saw a lightning hit about about a hundred yards from us, just kind of drop in their yard, and we were like, well, "Oh, that's, it's no. an amazing thing to yeah, see." Yeah, yeah. You I just don't, don't need, want to be. I don't need to see it again that close. No. <laughs> so yes, yeah, we're never working. been hit by lightning, but I've been close twice. I feel like that's I feel like that's not a good sign for me, but we'll see. We're working at my uh, my first job in radio back in uh, Destin, Florida. That there was a. Yeah, there was a, there was a it's a shopping center. It, it's been so long. I think Pepito's, the Mexican restaurant, is still over there. Drew, are you not not near? You know, what I'm on, so. on, it's over on 98, but by Pepito's, not too far from Big Kahuna's. Uh, but it's got a lot of Big Kahuna's. Yeah, so it was a. Ra- ra- Do you remember the old movie theater that used to be kind of over there mm-hmm. by Big yeah. Kahuna's? Not the one in the Destin Commons, but the the, right. De- the Destin Cinema. Yeah, like it was kind of tucked away. So I worked in a radio station that was in that strip mall and uh, t- t- closer to the front, but. Uh, there was another building. I think they ended up knocking it down and building an Arby's. But there was a building that just got absolutely blasted by lightning one day while we were doing a show. And I was working in the. I mean, I, not, it's a little bit deja vu, Bill. I was I was working where I had the view of the window. Well, every radio station has always been built with a view out the window, so right. you can see what the weather is, and you can be talking about that. And and I saw one yeah. with uh, yeah, I, I just saw I just saw this building just get absolutely blasted with uh, with, with lightning during a during a bad storm, and it wasn't a fire or anything, but you just you just saw just a just a huge you know huge blast of mm-hmm. of, of sparks and 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 smoke yeah. So and uh, Auburn baseball is in an indefinite delay right now. We will uh, take our bottom of the hour break hopefully we're, we stay on the air for another half hour you'd love for you to join us here on the thursday drive
churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final 25 minutes here on this rainy, stormy Thursday afternoon. Maybe it'll be through. What does it look like there, Mr. Uh, meteorologist? Ooh, I'm gonna let me uh, let me check here. I'm uh, checking. Go over to the weather desk. Farmers Farmers Almanac telling me that I shouldn't I shouldn't joke about that because that is a brand name. I think they are selling the old yeah. Farmers Almanac, but and, and I swear not... it's as reliable as about any. Yeah. Any. They should they should be, they, they should be sponsoring the segment, uh, but no the, uh, the the weather looks to be in the fifty to uh, fifty to sixty percent range uh, up until ten p.m. Or, or so. So it's not looking great for baseball tonight. Would be my prognosis. Again, keep in mind I'm an amateur who doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, well, you're just reading someone else's, so it's not it's not your forecast. So you, you know, I, I'm not going to blame you. Let's get back to There's the. There's a Kia. jet stream coming in from the northeast, Bill, and I always well, I always wanted to look up and see the corner of the big H or C up in the sky. <laughs> you know. All right, let's get back to the Kia of Auburn hotline, and Bill is up next. Hey, Bill. Hey guys, you know, this uh, transfer portal stuff's kind of a, a new game. I'm sure it's a coaches too and now with so many guys coming in in so many different positions well likelihood they're going to be able to get all this down you know though there's going to be limited repetitions for quarterbacks and and uh, all skill positions that um you know it's, it seems like it's going to be real we're going to have to really uh, condense this thing to <laughs> make it work but I, I i think it'll work but I well, it, it would have been soon, a lot. I wonder how, how soon the major contributors can actually contribute. Well, you know, that's a good, that's a good point. It's yeah. it's not as bad as if all eighteen were in now. I mean, Auburn. Yeah. There's six that have been added since the end of spring practice. Yeah. So oh, okay. and and uh, quarterback is the key there. Mm-hmm. I mean, getting the reps there. It's not as difficult for skill players especially receivers, to be able to come in and sort of learn and be able to play early. Um, you know, some of these guys probably will have to start the season, even if they eventually work into starting roles. Some of them may have to ease into that. That's that also is, the, benefit. the way Auburn's schedule is. I right. think that's that's also the benefit of adding veteran players who have been mm-hmm. through multiple off-seasons as college football players. Is I think the learning curve's little bit different than if you're picking up someone who's a true freshman very late in the class or even a second-year player real late in the class. You remember uh, two years ago, I mean, Auburn, Auburn opened fall camp and Demetrius Robertson was still enrolled at Georgia. Still when, finishing up classes Yeah, at still Georgia, finishing right. up Georgia and, and mm-hmm. then ended up coming to Auburn and was... He was starting by the third week. Yeah, I mean, so so it it can be it can be overcome, especially if there's enough, you know, if it's urgent enough at the position. Oh well, I appreciate. I mean, on the quarterback situation, you know, that's that's those guys are going to have to. That's not going to be a very long competition either. Because you're, you're four weeks and you're starting to. Yeah, starting well, that, to that's why it's good that Peyton Thorne has been here since early this week and is already throwing with the receivers and learning uh, le- learning the routes and the 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 playbook. And I, I think he'll give everybody a 
in, in the short time amount of time that we got, I'm sure he'll, the coach will give everybody a, a chance to, to win that quarterback job. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm sure we kind of have an idea who's going to, but he's got to he's got to perform. He's got to perform in practice. And uh, yeah. anyway, I say, hey Dan, I think you're doing a great job as a weatherman uh, with, with limited experience. Uh, do, do, doing what I can, but I appreciate it. Wish, wish I had better news about tonight's baseball game. We'll see what they can do. The, the good news, as we said at the top of the show, the good news is the forecast looks good all day tomorrow, so if they need to play a pair of baseball games, it does seem at the moment like weather would permit uh, Auburn and, and Missouri to play 18 innings of baseball tomorrow if they need to. Yeah, and I can't imagine that um, there'd be really any problem in play playing that uh, day-night doubleheader if they now, wanted to do that. Because now there's also a concern of how, how long you want to let you know the the rain even with the tarp on right yeah. like I mean you don't you don't you, you want to just sit there yeah you, you don't want this you don't want this to go on for three or four hours when when do you think when do you think's the latest they would start a game before deciding we're not going to play baseball mm, nine probably you, you think they'll give it till till eight thirty or nine or so yeah, and, and I see would think. so so that's I mean they know, could wait later than that since there aren't classes tomorrow or anything for for any of the players but uh, I always wonder how that's like for them baseball and softball you get to the end of the year you're playing games or at least in baseball you're on campus still Mm -hmm. and playing competitive games and there's nothing going on i mean there's summer classes for sure but it's 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 a lot scaled down from what it normally is um it just it would be kind of a kind of interesting vibe i bet good stuff bill thanks for the call yeah great stuff Three, three, four, three. That is that's a great question i mean everybody's having to deal with this though i mean there aren't there aren't many teams that are just completely set and no changes are going to be made from the end of fall, a spring practice, that is, till fall practice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, this is uh, something everybody's going through for the most part. But I mean, Auburn, look, Auburn is one of one of the First-year head coaches yeah. are going to have more turnover. But I'm thinking, I think Florida State's got a huge number of transfers this year. I think LSU's got a pretty big class. Miami's LSU got a pretty had, big class. LSU had a huge class last year. SC, Things yeah. worked out SC pretty well year. for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But S- just, SC brought in a, a really significant number of transfers. Yeah, it's just these these teams that are doing that. I mean, Ole Miss always does it. Um, it's just these teams that do it when it's not just a first year. Like, long-term and Hugh Freeze has talked about this. Is a long term. You don't want to build through this. You want to use no, the you transfer. You don't want to portal. have this kind of turnover no. year in year out. What you want to use the transfer portal in the future is hit specific spots in your roster that may have changed and developed. But you want to ultimately be like a lot of these teams that are the best of the best in college football, which is we build this thing through high school and developing high school guys. You mean you want to have like the flex that Kirby Smart had after winning the national title game and loudly proclaiming that they didn't have any transfers on that team? Like that's like that's the ultimate goal. But you got to build up to that for sure. Yeah, and, and, and Auburn. And, and if there's a miss here or there or a place where you're short, that's take, where that's where you you'll want definitely to take impact players. Ohio State will take them. I mean, obviously Alabama's taking taking yeah, some. Alabama teams. just took two defensive backs last week. Some yeah, of the, some of the coaches you just listed that are some some of the places where it isn't a first year head coach where there's still turnover you wonder if it's the coach playing catch-up and it's if you bring in a lot of transfers in that first year a lot of a lot of one and dones they leave and suddenly you've got i mean yes some of the players you've recruited can replace some of that but you're probably going to be back in the portal again a year later replacing a one and done so you know i look at auburn's roster and you think about bill how many of these guys from the two deep on either side of the ball 
could be playing their last year of college football for this Auburn team. And yeah, Auburn. Well, Auburn's got I think twenty one scholarship seniors right now. So. And, and a lot of those guys are newcomers, and some and some draft eligible, intriguing pieces sure. too that that could decide to move on. So this could be an Auburn team that even if they made to turn it over again, even even if they've or made strides to. in recruiting, Auburn could be very active in the portal after the twenty twenty three season. And that's what's so good about the NCAA finally getting a, getting rid of the twenty five initials and just going with the eighty five. I was asking Justin during a break as we were looking at scholarship numbers, um, you know. Th- Hugh Freeze said yesterday, right, Justin, that uh, that Auburn's got a couple of guys that that have some work to do mm-hmm. to yes. be eligible. Yes. Now, one thing you've had to be concerned with in the past is you couldn't replace initial signees. Yep. The initial twenty-five, if a player didn't make it in, you couldn't replace that scholarship until the next year. I would assume now that since you're just going by the 85, yep. that if they don't get in, you've still got room under the 85. Yeah, oversigning is not an issue as much as it used to be with the transfer portal, right? And it's just like if a right. guy feels like they're passed up, they'll just leave. Um, you know, but yeah, with with no more 25 counters, like this is a this is a situation where you could replace if if you have a couple guys mm-hmm. you know come up and and also you're operating in a first year of a coach's tenure where you can be a lot more flexible with who has scholarships um and, and how they count and all that uh in that year one i just i think back to you know uh, oversign and all that and you know why everybody wanted to curb that um you know as somebody who grew up watching troy and following troy football troy used to be the master of that they would sign like 40 or 45 kids in the in in a, in a class knowing that it, half it, of them may not qualify if i recall Hugh was pretty good at that believe so as well. Yeah. 334-321-1390. We'll get one more call before our final break. And Tommy is up next. Hey, Tommy. Tommy, you there? Hey, go ahead. That's good. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Hey, sorry. That's all right. I'm talking to somebody on the phone. Oh, I'm sorry about that. So um, I wasn't able to listen to earlier in the week. You still there? Yeah, we're here. Go ahead. Sorry. I wasn't able to listen early in the week and didn't know if y'all talked much about Jim Fife on Monday being 20 years past. Uh, we mentioned it. Now, I was, I was, uh, I probably should have mentioned it more because, uh, I was on Doug Amos pretty much, uh, dedicated the whole show there Monday to, uh, it's hard to believe it's been 20 years yeah. since Jim passed. Yeah. So do we know what's going on with Jack West Hunter? I, I I have no I have no information on, on that. No, nothing. I mean, nothing that we can that that you know. There's nothing we can say. Yeah. Nope. Okay. All right. Just checking. Thank you. No. Appreciate the call, Tommy. All right. Did uh, have we have we had anybody? Okay. I was going to say, um, you've got through the break to call in if you're interested in game three tickets to Auburn, Missouri. So. Uh, We will draw for the winner in the final segment, which is coming up here on the Thursday Drive. Now, more of The Drive. The Drive. 
Up with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final segment of the Thursday Drive. It looks better outside now. The rain has stopped here, at least at our location, and it is brighter, but we're still hearing thunder. Right, and, and the, the you know, thunder rolls, se- seems, as uh, Garth would say. That's right. It seems as though uh, uh, the, the chances of tonight's baseball game starting anywhere near the expected start time. Well, we'll see what they can do. Uh, if, uh, if it just it just seems like the next couple of hours is going to be tough to get a lot of baseball in. So uh, Auburn and Missouri may uh, may start a little bit later than expected, or uh, game might get pushed to, to tomorrow. Yeah. Now uh, again, like I was saying, I, I had, uh, didn't realize this because I was thinking I know the SEC would like everyone done Saturday, but because there's so many seeding, I mean, boy, they're you look at the SEC standings you right hear, now. You can hear thunder rolls on uh, Tiger Country, uh, oh. 104.5, of yeah. course. Okay. Steve, Witt, Steve Witten wants us to point that out. Oh, uh, right now I can if he's, I tune over well, right he's now? not right now, but, you know, okay. he's listening. No, so okay. uh, They've played Thunderstruck before on Wings. That sure. is More than once. Yeah. More than once. That's one of Al's favorites. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. Thunder, uh, thunder Road, uh, Springsteen, right? Uh, probably. You can, that, you can get that on Wings, probably. I'm going... Uh, uh, no, that I've I've got a couple of pop songs that wouldn't be that you probably would. W Lee, W Lee, Jason. No, no, not not on Lee or Wings. I mean, you know, I've got Shy Coltrane did Thunder and Lightning, but I don't think you would hear that on either. Uh, so just, I, should, just so there's a, I shouldn't be mentioning songs that you might not. Imagine hear. Dragons a hit song uh, Thunder, right? right. I, yeah, I don't think I don't think there's any I don't think there's any in your in your network that'd be playing just nothing but Thundercat right now. That would be cool no, though. No, no, probably not. Thundercat would be kind of sick if you if you, would, you just if you flipped it over right now and just Thunder, heard that Thunderbolt and Lightning very very frightening. <laughs> oh yeah, ba- ba- you ba- can hear that on ba- Wings. Ba- I know Rhapsody. you can hear that on Wings. Yeah, they're right. still. I read something about they are. They're still Queen was like the most popular rock band of 2021 on the streaming services or something. Yeah, largely I've largely based that, on the film. I've made the, 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 the point. Movie, yeah, I've made the point before. Does Queen have the most like? Hit songs of any band ever? No. Uh, who? You mean like like Beatles and Stones? It would yeah. be like Beatles. Beatles would yeah. be the only one oh, I can yeah. think of the competition. But I would say Stones. Stones have got a Stones lot. Stones, but, but, but in the general like 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 across generations, people like I think people. People my age know more Queen songs than they do Beatles songs and Stone songs. I probably, but then you know, Eagles probably have more than than Queen too. See, I would think We Will Rock. I mean, but beyond We Will Rock You and another one bites the dust and We Are the Champions, right? Like, are well, there, We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions, which is sort, sort of one. Yeah. Um, no, but but I think those two are extremely like, yes. ubiquitous. You know, years later, Bohemian, Rap, uh, Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody, Rhapsody. It also you know has, has its moments. I mean, can Queens, we give them credit for Under Pressure? Sure. sure, yeah, that's Queen. Yeah, that's sure. uh, that's, that's Queen. That's Queen song featuring featuring Bowie, David Queen, Bowie. Queen yeah. and Bowie. Um, yeah, I mean they, they've got a uh, crazy little thing called Love. There's a bunch of bunch of Queen songs. I would it's a think lot. their their hits. Queen. What's what's more? Don't I think stop me now. the popularity of Queen's biggest hits, thirty five, forty years later, is sort of like that's you know the fact that they still do. Are there? Big, guess, yeah. Do they have more 
big hits. I think that, you know, you know and, and I would compare them in that regard to ACDC a little bit, because I think ACDC's biggest hits are also like, you know, for, I mean, whether it's uh, Back in Black or Shook Me All Night Long or like they're, they're big arena rock, like those yeah, are that, also that, songs that people know. Right. De- decades later, and and I found out the other day, kind of along the same line, more modern. But I found out the other day that Metallica just released a new album. I was mm-hmm. like, dang, they're still doing it. They're still they're still doing. It. They're 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 touring now mostly on their on their back catalog. But sure, they, they, yeah, they got, absolutely. They got hardcore fans. So they'll be they'll be around as long as those guys are alive. Like that that's I think that's that's going to be a touring act that that endures because they've. I mean, shoot the stone yeah. still. Yeah, tour, yeah. They're on another one. Uh, oh, that is so wild. Yeah. Yeah, what seven decades? I know yeah. someone who saw the uh, I know someone who saw the Springsteen uh, show that's on that's on tour uh, right now and said it was it was outstanding. It's apparently it's, it's very similar to he was on Broadway for a while doing uh, he would he would sing a song with his acoustic guitar and then tell a story about the song and then do another one that was sort of the, the Springsteen on Broadway show and I guess he's doing a version of that with the E Street Band backing him where it's sort of you know it, it's a more main more mainstream you know you know how Springsteen shows for a while had the uh, reputation of very weird pulls from the the back catalog and deep cuts would get would, well. Would, would find there, their way there are on. quite a few artists that like to do that. Get tired of doing the same old stuff. I think this know. this feels like. A, but then, yeah. but then, when the crowds start to dwindle or the reaction and what you want, you go back. You go back to what got you there. In Although the first I, think, place. I think Springsteen hasn't dealt with that as much as far no, as the, dwind- no, the dwindling no. crowds. No, but I mean, still. but when you when you hear some grumbling at, in, uh, amongst the uh, the noise in the crowd, um, before we run out of time, need to announce the winner for the um, finale for the game three of the Auburn Missouri series, and the winner is Mark Cooley. Congratulations, Mark! You can uh, stop by the uh, studio tomorrow. And uh, pick up those tickets, and hope you enjoy the the game on Saturday. Hopefully, I mean we'll just we'll have to wait and see, depending on on the weather. But you'll have tickets to the to the final regular season home game for for Auburn for this season. Really hope they're able to get. Um, re- really hope they're able to get uh, three games in this hey, this weekend. If, if the if the lightning moves out of the area, they can play right now. There's uh, so. So maybe maybe they'll be able to get started here before too long and, and get things underway. We will talk about that, the rest of the series. Look forward to the weekend. And, of course, take your calls tomorrow. Justin, before we're out of time, one more time for uh, for folks about The Observer. Yeah, AuburnObserver.com, $6 a month to $60 a year to sign up. You get all of our newsletters, all of our podcasts, ton of stuff on the site right now. More stuff coming up in the next few days and weeks. It's a busy offseason. There's a ton of stuff going on. AuburnObserver.com. Thanks, Justin. Have a great weekend. Y'all, too. We're back with you tomorrow, but out of time here on the Thursday Drive. Have a good one, everybody. We are out of here.